0: The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station.
1: Due to the ongoing pandemic and to follow social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was pre-recorded over Skype.
2: Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm host Michael Dow, and I'm joined tonight by John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. Hello. Hey there. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about politics, which is, uh, civility is just barely hanging on by a thread right now as we're less than a week away from Election Day 2020. So uh you know, hold on to your hats, everybody. <laughs> or your your rights or something. I uh,
1: um guns. Hold on to your guns.
2: Yes, I, in, indeed. Sorry.
1: sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean yes.
2: <laughs> Is it too late for to run? Me te-
1: technically yes. <laughs>
2: I know it may be too late for me to send in a ballot, you know, if I hadn't already voted, but is it too late for me to run out and just buy a whole ton of guns and ammo just so I can, you know, be all out there rooting, tooting, you, and everything?
0: You, you could, but, you know, Walmart has hidden their guns for the week of the election. You can still buy them, but you have to, like, off the menu in a Chinese restaurant, you know, you have to know to ask for them. Oh I my think they're goodness. just trying to. Keep it cool.
2: <laughs> I would hope Keep I could it. find someplace more Tony than Walmart to purchase my firearms.
0: Target or whole paycheck? Yeah. Why, indeed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they don't sell so, guns at Target.
2: What do you. <laughs> what? Well, then why is just... it called Target? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my, my that. God. Oh, man. <laughs> It's brilliant. Brilliant. it's brilliant, out of touch wasp.
1: So anyway, we so, uh, we I, I, are. Well, ahead, this is this is <laughs> this. This episode is going to be airing on the thirtieth, the Friday before the election. the The repeat is going to be, and the repeat and the uh, podcast are going to be released on the Monday before the election. So, uh, it, when 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 people hear this, it is it's going to be too late for early voting. Yes, I believe. I don't think Massachusetts has early voting over the weekend. Uh, no, I think they they closed I don't up shop.
2: Think and they and then, do, no.
1: Yeah, they closed. Yeah, they closed they, it on Friday and then they they started the up on and, Tuesday. Yeah, uh, they don't have sure early voting on vote. Monday. So yeah. this is so if you're listening to this, you haven't gone out for early voting. You're you're out of luck. You're if done. you all if you have your absentee ballot which everybody in the state should have gotten. If you have your absentee ballot there, you can go to your polling place, uh, your town hall, your city hall. There should be a drop box. You can drop it there or you can bring it to you. Uh, you can bring it with you to the, to the actual polls and give it to them. So there's that in case, in case you want to like just breeze through. Um, I believe that you can still drop them off. uh, But, you know, I
0: think you can drop them. Yep.
1: At this point, uh, best bet is to uh, go vote on on Tuesday. And if you are going to vote on Tuesday, make a plan. Make sure that you know how to get to your polling place, how to get back. You have something to do while you're waiting in line. Even if even if it's Western Massachusetts, there might be long lines, depending like in Springfield or or something like that. Maybe in Northampton. And Time of day.
0: Time of day. day
1: the earliest and latest hours are going to be the busiest so if you can go through go in the middle of the day and like I said, bring a book, bring a fully charged tablet or phone or something like that just in case there's a line
2: and remember you Check can't campaign or electioneer uh, at the polling site so that's right you know make sure your your mask doesn't have some candidate's logo emblazoned upon it. That's
1: right no pins, no shirts. Yeah. No, uh, no masks, nothing with anything political, anything remotely political. If you have an I can't breathe shirt or a Black Lives Matter shirt, don't chance it. Do yeah, not chance point, it. Or, or bring a or bring a hoodie to like you're standing in line and then you get into the polling place, put the hoodie on or else you'll uh, you, you might actually get kicked out. This has been happening in other states.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, the the rule is you can be outside one hundred and fifty feet, you know, because you can hold signs out there. But within one hundred and fifty feet of a polling place in Massachusetts, you cannot have anything that yeah. or speak to people about candidates or do anything. Yeah, Would you right. call it electioneering? Electioneering. Yeah. Electioneering. And, yeah.
2: And every polling place I've ever been to here in Massachusetts. Uh, They actually like have a line, you know, they'll put tape out or draw lines with chalk or otherwise have ways to market. It's like this is the line of of, of, of the embargo line. Past this point, nobody campaigns or anything. You just go in and vote.
1: Yeah, this is the Rubicon.
2: Yes. Nice. (laughs) I've been been watching Rome.
1: Aha, uh-huh. ha yeah, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, just be careful. You don't – especially this year. I know – like we've been saying this like all the time actually, but especially this year, this is a very important election. All um, All elections are important, but especially this year, don't let your vote not count.
2: I like to think of it as we've reached sort of the – the last point of failure. This is like the final fail safe on our, uh, society being something that, you know, isn't horrible, that has some semblance of, of actual democracy and respect for human rights and participation of, uh, the, the, the great mass of people in how their own lives and societies are, are governed. And, uh, you know, uh, certainly there are a lot of things that can be said uh, negatively about uh, the United States that sadly are true. But, you yeah, know, I was this was going to be like, mm. yeah, I know <laughs> I, 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 I'm not I'm not saying things were awesome four years ago, but we really are uh, on the precipice of just absolutely collapsing into authoritarianism. And, you know, this, it won't be over even if the election goes the way that I personally would want it to with a huge wave of Democratic electoral victories, you know, uh, because the Democrats are far from perfect. Even I, God. who am technically a Democrat, am far from perfect. <clears throat> so, so from the Republican <laughs> point of view,
0: I just I just want to say that, um, it really is about freedoms and however, you know, whatever freedoms are important to you, you know, the Supreme court, you know, the, the bicameral legislature and the executive branch, the balance needs to be there for us to really function as a democracy with a small D. So, you know, whether it's the four freedoms or, you know, any other freedom that you value highly, it's really important to vote this year.
2: Yeah. And I, I should mention, so, uh, as you point out, genre uh, will be airing before election day, and we'll have a repeat broadcast at four p.m. Uh, or is it five p.m.? Can't remember. At right. 4, p.m. 4, four p.m. Four p.m. Right, four p.m. on on the on the day before the election, and we'll have our podcast out and everything. We are planning to do a live election night uh, broadcast thing. Uh, we're still sort of working out all the details I believe but uh, I think the plan is we'll start broadcasting live on Valley free radio at uh, 9 p.m Eastern right So the plan as it stands right now and uh we are uh, we, we
1: are excuse me I'm trying to herd cats so uh the, the yeah so the the plan right now stop the plan right now <laughs> try, try is, tuna fish. Oh, my God. Tuna, ra- where? <laughs> we're
0: just – we're modeling for you how you have I'm, to gather I'm going to – I'll
1: just I'm sit sorry, back Jara. and wait until you have it all out of your system. <laughs> anyway, the plan right now is on Tuesday night, 9 p.m., we are going to start broadcasting over Valley Free Radio. We – you can listen on valleyfreeradio.org at 9 p.m. We're going to have me – Uh, Mike, uh, and other people possibly Sue and other people that will, uh, uh, be able to talk about the election, uh, give opinions and we will be giving updates through the night. We'll try to focus on local races and not just the presidency, especially since we won't actually know who wins the presidency that night unless it's a complete blowout. So hopefully, so Well, you can and- listen there. You can also, uh, I will be also streaming on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash PressStartMorlock. That is my Twitch channel. If you go there, then there's going to be people hopefully in chat talking about the election and and everything like that. So we'll be able to, you'll be able to watch there. I'm probably going to start streaming a little bit earlier than uh, than that. But seriously, 9 p.m. on Valley for Radio. We're going to have some election night uh, coverage. It's going to be
2: ever just ever so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, will your uh, partner from I shouldn't have to say this podcast, uh, Nicole, be joining us? I point? don't.
1: I I I don't think so. Um, she might be drunk at that time so <laughs> uh just yeah. and completely like tuned seven out seven
0: o'clock for her or something right different time zone no yeah. it's
1: it, it's a it's, um she's in <laughs> chicago so it'd just be
2: eight o'clock one um, hour. Yeah. But, but we do uh, also want to be FCC compliant, so yeah. well, being no, sober I, I, would probably be helpful. To be <laughs>
1: serious, like I, I was thinking about that, but having – but since we're going to have uh, more than more than a few voices on there, I didn't oh, want
0: Bob to. Oh, Bob Gardner from uh, – yeah. yeah. Um,
1: exactly. Occupy the Airwaves and – so we're going to be streaming on Valley for Radio. We're going to be streaming on Twitch as, as well. We're going to be live on the radio with me and Mike and a bunch of other voices. Uh, we're still figuring that out. So, like I said, Valley Free Radio, 9 p.m., uh, online, on the air, and on Twitch. We hope to see you there.
2: Yeah. We, uh, we'll be going, I think, until at least 11 p.m. We might go later. That probably still twelve, bit, actually. Yeah, um, I, that that seemed likely, but I, I know some people were like, oh, I don't know. So, yeah. I, I of course, am willing to keep talking for as long as you put me in front of a microphone and press press record. So that's no problem for me. But. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll still be on the air when they finish counting. Are you laughing two or crying, <laughs> genre. Both.
1: Um, <laughs> I I don't know yet. Um. So yeah. Uh. It's. But I think the most important thing is that we make sure that everybody knows to vote. Everybody knows that. Uh. Their vote. It it actually does matter. It doesn't matter as much as we want it to, but it does matter, especially in your local races, especially with our races for representatives, House reps, uh, senator. Um. State even, local even elections. Local ballot elections, exactly. There are going to be local ballot questions in your county, in your in your area. So don't think that it's just question one or two. And by the way, on civil politics, we are recommending voting yes on one and yes on two. And uh, yeah, I think that's that. Pretty much covers the 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 thrust of it. But the the last thing I want to say is remember. We, we probably aren't going to know who the uh, winner of the presidential is for at least a few days, maybe even a week.
2: So and just to <clears throat> not to be a total killjoy, but that's uh, quite aside from the issues of, uh, you know, the, the uh, inherent flaws of the Electoral College um you know, we're we're just talking about how the popular vote will go down. And exactly. In most states, the yeah. popular vote is all that matters in terms of determining how that state's electoral votes will go. But uh, as um, there's a there was a a good video we will post the link in the show notes that talks about this. But uh, you know, technically, the Constitution says that the electors for the president will be uh, picked by the state, as the state thinks best. So. In theory, and I, I, there's some – I've heard some chatter about this and I don't know if this is just crackpot theory or if this is an actual plan that's being hatched by, you know, Republican apparatchiks. But there's talk of, you know, having state legislatures say, no, we're going to change the law and doesn't matter what the popular vote was. We're just going to assign this slate of electors and, oh, hey, they think Trump's great. So there – yeah, there, yeah, there is that the They possibility absolutely that. can.
0: Yeah, if it's delayed, they can, and if it's delayed past I forget the drop dead dates, but they're like in December that they could actually go ahead and do that in a lot of states. So yeah, it's a, it, I would say it's not a crackpot plan. It's a. Yeah. It's plan well, B. It's far fetched.
2: <laughs> that's yeah. that's basically what it is. I, I I really hope so, and it of course it also it's harder to get away with that when there is a strong vote turnout and a clear tide one yeah. way or the other. Yeah.
0: This year, it's very strong, right? You guys were saying before we started tonight, it's it's some of the states yeah. it's where it was already in two, six, 2016 or something that that yeah. already that many people have voted. And we have another, what, five or six days to go here.
1: Nationally, voters have cast 58.6 percent of the total votes counted in the 2016 election. Uh, but just by state to state, Hawaii is at 104 percent. Point five percent.
0: Oh, wow! This is
1: early voting. So yeah. That's Hawaii really has like all the voting. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Hawaii has turned out, and they are uh, they're actually more early voting, more absentee and early voting than all the votes that they submitted for the twenty sixteen. Texas is at ninety five percent. Uh, Florida seventy seven percent and uh Washington state 82, Oregon 82 and uh one more Montana at 85. How about so here in
2: Massachusetts? Massachusetts is 62.4. Not that's bad. So that's a, that's about almost 2 thirds and we that's had right. I believe 1. Point, uh 2.9 million votes. So I remember it was roughly 1.9 million for Hillary and one and 1 million for for Trump in 2016. So That's right. So two thirds, so we've got about 2 million people who've already voted here in this state.
1: Yeah. Out of, I can think, the rem- total
2: electoral, uh, the total number of possible votes in Massachusetts was, uh, I had this number from last week, 4,666,299. So, you know, that's pretty good. Wouldn't
0: it be, Wouldn't it be great if we get to like 80% of the registered voters? And can you imagine... If if all the states let them count like the poor secretaries of state, you know, if they could be counting now, they'd be ahead of the curve by Election Day. They'd only have, you know, a certain percent more to go. But a lot of states, you can't count them to the day of, which is just crazy.
1: Yeah. Just like Um, us. I mean, Massachusetts, they they take your your vote, they put it in a safe and then they wait until Election Day, which, you know, yeah. I mean, it does preserve like integrity of the of the vote, I guess. Yeah. But it really, especially this year, it's just insanity to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's it, it, up all night. All those. Actually, I was going to say old people at the polls, but they said the millennials are stepping forward. Oh, so they're covering God. a lot of the polls. Yeah. That, that's what I've heard. Yes. Great. Yeah, that's great. That's, I mean, not that I want our poll workers to be out of a job, but, you know, they were volunteers and. Yeah. So I mean, good. it's not it's like
1: they're they're losing a source of income paycheck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um so it's, yeah it's going to really... it's going to there's going to be a very totally there's going to be a very high turnout um and it's going to be uh yeah and really we, we're not going to like I said we're not going to really know who won uh, like each state especially some battleground states for a few days and actually, there are going to be, like I've been saying all summer, there are going to be court cases up the wazoo um, everywhere. They, they everywhere. have started already uh, keeping people like uh, keeping states from counting votes that were postmarked before Election Day, but arrive after like three days in Pennsylvania. They you, they have to get there before. Um, before three days after the election or else they won't be counted.
0: Well uh, the mail's already slow from what I understand. Exactly. There's, exactly. Well, they're at eighty five percent of um, their delivery and they need to be at night. I forget what it is, there. they're seventy percent it should be eighty five. The post office is reporting that they're you know, they're not they're missing their tar- on time delivery targets. So just for first class yeah. mail. I mean just they're just reporting generally,
2: but yeah. Well, you know, that's that's the Firm leadership of the Trump administration. Uh, it is noting that the Supreme Court refused to hear, uh, refused to expedite, and hear before the election challenges by Republicans in Pennsylvania and North Carolina to uh, state court rulings that uh, made it uh, that that expanded sort of the uh, access or uh, allowable uh, time frame for absentee uh, ballots in North Carolina, for example, ballots can be were. Uh, Acceptable up to three days after the election, so November 6th. Um, But the state elections board can extend it uh, for longer if there's a natural disaster. And they decided that, you know, coronavirus, this is a natural disaster that's happening. So they extended it to nine days. So in Pennsylvania, not Pennsylvania, in North Carolina, if the ballot is received by November 12th, it will be counted.
0: Oh, interesting. But they did. They weren't consistent, right? It depended how the case came to them. The Supreme Court, it's whether the the state decided or whether it was a federal court and the state stuff they let stay in place. But if it's a federal court, I think the Supreme Court, somebody told me the principle they're using and it sounded like if it was a federal court, they they uh, disallowed it. But if it was the state court that was deciding because of the Constitution says it's the role of the state, they were letting those stand. So it seems inconsistent because some states, they let it be extended and other states they didn't. But they were actually trying to um, walk that line. I thought that was interesting. So did I say that so you guys understood what I was saying?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in other words, the
0: <laughs> Supreme Court is saying in some states... You can extend it and on other states, they either refuse to hear it or, you know, so the state stuff stayed in place. Right. But so some places they were extending it and some they weren't. And they're saying, oh, they're just picking states. And no, it was it was how it came to them that made yeah. the difference. What, they, what they're they
1: very picky about what they what they hear. Um,
0: yeah. And they don't want to undermine the states exactly.
2: Well, some of them, not, some of them clearly any. Do uh, yes, uh, as Justice Kavanaugh, for do. example, was indicating that uh, he he I'm trying to remember now. Oh, it was the uh, he
0: quoted Trump almost precisely,
2: didn't he? Well, he was quoting Somebody Justice committed. Rehnquist from 2000 in Bush v. Gore. Uh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, which was and, not the strongest day of right. the Supreme Court. Well, as, as the justices themselves at, in that ruling wrote, this is only for the present circumstances and should not be considered as a precedent in any other context. So there's that. But um, yeah. also, the uh, 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 other thing is that. Um, oh, I've forgotten. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to, it's to find be the that link. Second. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to find the link and I can't, so never mind.
0: But all these skirmishes, you know, it's just amazing that the court skirmishes that are going on right now. I mean, yeah. if, if it if it doesn't go on for a month after the election, you know, whether or not we know and it's, you know, a landslide one way or the other, no matter what we know, there's still gonna be these court cases that are just percolating on their own time timeline for some well, of them. And they'll do, probably have
1: sorry, quarantine right?
0: ballots. Yeah. They'll probably have quarantine ballots that they have to wait for the court decision whether they count them or not. Yeah. So
1: the the thing is that we do have an ultimate deadline for counting votes and making sure that states can appoint electors. They need to be conclusive six days before the electors meet, which is on December eighth. So uh, this is, this is known December. as a safe safe harbor deadline. I'll post a link about that too. The uh, so yeah, the, the, the states have to have everything done by December 8th, whatever they're going to do, they have yeah. to have it done by December 8th. So, uh, because the, uh, the electors, uh, meet on the 14th on December 14th to actually vote for president. So whatever happens. That's the deadline. Anytime, like they're gonna try to have it done before then. But if there's any court cases, stuff going to SCOTUS, anything like that, that's gonna be all it. gonna happen before. Yep. That's right.
0: So, do you know if they have to meet in person, the electors? I bet they do. They do. Yeah.
1: They have to meet in Congress. They go to Congress. And they submit their votes. The um, Congress actually accepts the electors. So uh, they have to receive the electors. They they vote. And apparently it's like a whole like they have like a dinner or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) But um, they have to actually meet in Washington to vote.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm. We'll probably be right in the heart of the pandemic, given the number of cases. Oh my God, that you guys were mentioning. Would you say a half a million?
2: 100, uh, yeah, yeah there's, there, it's, in it's, the less? Yes. Uh, I did a, a quick count. I just looked at the totals on Google over the past seven days. And, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's roughly 528,000 cases, new cases over the past seven days, which is a lot. And I believe it took us several months to get to the first 500,000 new cases at the start of this pandemic. So uh, increasing rate, it's spreading increasing out of control rate, right now.
0: Was it the increasing rate at a certain increase is exponential. So if you can imagine a parabola or half a parabola, yeah. For those of us who like to imagine those things, it's pretty just, intense. Just
1: daydream of parabolas?
0: <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> that's because that's because of who you're married to.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh no wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't daydream of parabolas. Mm-hmm. I daydream of Spider Man. What are you talking about?
2: Oh Spider Man, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, so, I think uh, we're uh, at about the halfway point of yeah. this episode, though. So <laughs> Stop let's, us now um, before we get <laughs> Well, there's more to talk about. But we're going to take a, a break here on Valley Free Radio uh, uh, and play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. Uh, uh, yeah, so this is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes, so don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: Your voice, your vote. In our democracy, they
1: matter and make our community and our country stronger. So make yours count, get registered,
0: learn the issues, know the candidates, and vote by or on November 3rd. Visit vote411.org for registration and election information. This message is furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters.
1: This is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post punk, indie, and electronic music from the seventies to today. Join me every Friday night from eight to ten PM here on WXOJ or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org.
2: Join me for Evidence-Based Radio, Friday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. to learn more about science and skepticism. You can email questions or topic requests to evidencebasedradio at gmail.com. That's Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio. You have the right to know. The right to know about culture. The right to know about the economy. The right to know about technology and to know about sports. You have the right to know about education and politics and the weather. You have the right to know what's happening abroad and in your backyard. But above all else, you have the right to know that this right is under attack. And we must work to protect it. Because in order to be free, we must be informed. Understand the threats. ProtectPressFreedom.org. And we're back with civil politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still host Michael Dow. I'm still doing this show with Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. And I we're supposed
1: to talk high. <laughs> <laughs>
2: sorry, we like. were
0: sleeping. We were so worn out by the first half.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot to do this uh, at the top of the show, as I usually do, but we do love to hear from our listeners. So you can get in touch with us in a few different ways. Uh, email is civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. At civilpoliticsfm is our Twitter handle. And civilpoliticsradio, I'm oh, sorry, facebook.com slash is our community there. You can also find all kinds of good stuff at our dedicated website, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com. And that's got recordings of the previous episodes of the show and supplemental episodes and all kinds of good stuff. So, um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's a thing that I should have done earlier. <laughs> that's all right. So, yeah. Uh, Sue, as you started to, to, to mention at the end of the last segment, um, Yeah, the pandemic is just absolutely out of control here in the United States and and really around the world. Um, Yeah, and
0: Massachusetts uh, is climbing. I didn't our neighbors just – they put in you have to quarantine if you were in Massachusetts for more than a certain amount of time and you go back to Connecticut. (laughs) I don't know, know,
2: but could be.
1: Um, I mean that's like people coming from Connecticut like we should just quarantine them anyway.
0: No, no. They're going the the other way. They're They're quarantining us uh if we go down there oh so.
2: oh well disgusting. filthy
1: filthy bay staters. hold on why would we go <laughs> to connecticut disgusting
2: for nothing <laughs> anyway um yeah so you 528
1: so
0: statist
2: <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's a reason why we're uh we're the united states it's it's yeah. you know as opposed to Every just one country, right well, well exactly but I mean, have you been to Connecticut? Redstone. Yes. <laughs> a, million, yeah. a million times. Yeah. Um, well, but so 528,000 528, new cases across the United States over the past week, and 15,000 new cases just across Massachusetts over the past week. Oh, and by the yeah. way, uh, as a happy coincidence, we're looking at about 15,000 deaths from all those uh, new cases across the US. So- you know, uh, that would be like every new case in Massachusetts from this past week is going to die.
0: So, yeah, but they are. It's only yeah. 2%, didn't you say? I forget what you were saying. When we were talking, getting ready for the show, one uh, or two percent, or maybe three in mass and across the country, two percent or in, something. In the uh, in, in the United vicinity. States, it's
1: about, it's, there's a, it's about it's between two and three uh, percent mortality rate. In the worldwide, it goes down because they're not idiots. So uh, that would mm. it's about like two one to uh one point five to um, well,
2: two percent. A are number are of nations. I go ahead, Sue. Sorry.
0: I was going to say that it's I won't say race differences because people tell me race doesn't exist, but ethnic ethnic genetic differences in different groups of people that have some, you know, depending on your genetic makeup that it it does it can hit you harder. So
1: uh um
0: what? So some groups of people um covid is rougher on certain genetic stock of people and it's they don't really know why it I, you know, I th- could be I think all kinds of things
2: I, I think you're misreading how that that's broken down sue uh uh the idea that race isn't real is i i mean it's it's not it's it's a made-up excuse it's it's bs to cover the fact that uh you know, my ancestors didn't want to do all this hard work and yet still wanted to get all the money for it. So uh, they invented this concept that said people with darker skin suck and so we can do whatever we want with them and and we did. And, you know, to be fair to my ancestors, I mean, the money was great. So, you know, all's fair in love and war, right? Wait, no. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so, well, it's so aside a- from I- that – oh, go ahead.
0: I was making a I was making a more scientific argument that there's groups of people that have a certain genetic predisposition that has to do with their immune system. Yeah. And that's why I started with, you know, race race isn't really a thing that it's really these probably genetic um, phenomenon that we all have. Like I'm a slow metabolizer. I have very low uh, CD4 uh, enzymes. And, but there's, they're, they're discovering that there's whole groups of people that actually are hit much harder by the COVID virus, and it doesn't have to do with virility or anything, but they are discovering that. So in some groups of people, there probably is much higher death rate. Than some other groups, and they don't really understand why yet. But because you know, right. we don't well, understand the virus. Is so that better? Yeah, I is have that a I'm, I'm
2: reluctant to ascribe, ascribe things to uh, minor epigenetic differences between groups of humans. Uh, when are, a simpler minor. explanation is that uh, uh, people of color live in crappier conditions and have greater stresses on their health overall because racism. Mike. Uh, go ahead. No, Jonah. there
1: is a there is research on a genetic component to uh, really getting. Yes,
2: that's,
1: yes, yes. It. Is, uh, I'm posting a Scientific American uh, uh thing on our uh on the in the show notes if anybody is interested. But, I'm very um, interested. <laughs> yes, yeah, there is a scientific <laughs> component that that is being researched uh, about. Genetic uh, about genes and how it relates to uh, response, COVID.
0: immune system response. Immune, immune, well, yeah. I know it's more fun to call Republicans racist, but I really wasn't trying to make that argument. I was trying to make the argument that there's groups of people that seem to have a tougher time with this. So I'll leave it at that
2: because we, we don't need to go down that rat hole, but well, I understand. It, it. I, <laughs> uh, there, there could be a genetic link. Absolutely. Uh, I, I just. It, and I, you know, coronavirus might be uh, uh, an exception to the general rule. It's just, you know, people have looked for genetic explanations for all kinds of uh, 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 effects of the social construct of racism, you know, like Hernstein and, and, yes. and Murray in the bell curve, for that. example. Right. So I'm just yep, like, Let's be careful. But but on the yeah. other hand, it may well be, you know, in the same way that uh people with more recent African ancestry are much more prone to getting sickle cell anemia than people with ma- with more recent, you know, say European ancestry. Yeah. You know, just, and just you've probably
0: thing. you've probably heard that sickle cell protects you from malaria. So people that if where malaria was endemic yeah. actually may have had some selection for sickle cell because if you have the recessive version of it, not not um not, you know, uh, what do they call it? Um, it's like a half, a half a dose from one of your parents. You yeah. actually are, are fine and resistant to malaria. So it's a great, it has a great benefit. So right. yeah, science, science matters.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, there are small DNA alterations which may have only subtle effects on how genes functions. Are variants from the more typical version of the genetic sequence. The investigators uh, found many patients with severe disease had variants in a complex of genes on chromosome three. Some of these genes uh, encode proteins called uh, chemokines that uh, interact with the immune system. So yeah, it, the the this is a research. This is research that is being done in, uh, Italy and Spain. Right. Anyway, it, um, it, so there com- is Sorry. more Sorry. that the the thing to think about this is one: there may be a genetic component. However, the more more uh, likely reason that someone might get COVID is because of who they're interacting with, how they are living in the world what what precautions they're taking. And people yeah. of color, women, uh, they usually have more, quote-unquote, essential worker jobs. So, meaning lower-wage jobs. Yep. So, right. the lower-wage people earning a lower wage, one, they don't have vacation or anything, they can't just stay home because they need to pay the rent because people aren't not, like, people are not, like, doing anything about rent control or anything so they have to work they have to go and you know people have to deliver food to rich people that's very important so uh that's more likely the reason that, <laughs> that more people of color are getting covid also because yeah, and- of our healthcare system and how uh black uh people are are usually ignored when they when they're talking about health concerns uh because of a racist notion that black people are able to handle pain better which is fun do you remember, it's fun do you do you remember the
0: anthrax thing where the the poor guy that was the postal worker that got it right in the beginning you know when they put the anthrax in the letters mm-hmm. and the poor guy ended up dying and he kept telling his doctor he had anthrax and that he knew it was the same thing and they just, they never, I don't think they even took a chest x-ray of the guy Yep. and he, and he died. And it was just, they didn't believe him. Yep. And he's like, I see it on the news. They're talking about it. I have a symptom. I worked in that post office that handled you know, the, the mail and, yeah, it's, it's wicked. The yeah. um, this discounting of people is wicked. So, and that yeah. wasn't the argument I was making. I was just saying that it seems that, that the, um, not the exposure, but the outcome can be different for different groups.
1: Yes, and that is what the for, study for is trying to do. Unexplained.
0: Determine. Yeah, yeah, unexplained reasoning. So sorry to, sorry no, no, to drag it, us off the topic.
2: It, it, the, the, I, I, I don't think you did. I think that, that is part of the, the, the topic. Um, it's part of what makes all, all kinds of discussions like this kind of fraught, because um, we do have to unpack the uh, awful history uh, behind – any kind of statement that involves, you know, quote unquote race or genetics or anything like that, yep. because they have been used in the past to explain why, you know, dark skinned people are inferior to people prone to sunburns or, you know, you dames just can't, you know, do your thinking because your brain meats ain't as good as us dudes or whatever, you know, like there's, <laughs> this. It's
0: frail. Right, this exactly. It's frail. So non
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. But anytime one starts to look at difference, you know, tries to un un you know tease out actual differences between groups of populations, because there are phenotypic differences between people, you know, like I'm I'm taller or I'm paler or you know, whatever. Um, you're blonde. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh insert blonde joke here. Um so <laughs> You know, like, like those do have effects, you know, I am more prone to skin cancer for one thing than say genre, you know, uh, which is, you know, a ah. thing I it's a thing I worry about because my dad actually had a lot of skin cancer in his oh. life. So that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't too bad, but Hey, it turns out, uh, spending three or four years living in Hawaii in the 1950s with no sunscreen and a lot of time on the beach, apparently with pale skin, bad combo. Important safety tip: If you go travel time travel back to the 1950s, um, yeah. So, so anyway, so so yes. Yeah, so I there's mean, all that, but we have to be careful when we talk about this because it's very easy to play into you know a racist discourse, even when that is not something we want to do and and not what we're trying to talk about. Like we have to yep. take the time to untangle them. And and yeah. hopefully there's still something scientific, you know, actual genetic left and medical left to talk about. But anyway, right. so that, that's why I was like, nah, you know, not yeah, that no, you couldn't yeah. possibly be right. But <laughs> you
0: yeah. know. no, I know you think I couldn't possibly. It's OK. By the way, I just <laughs> wanted to mention them.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> I, I just wanted to mention that Northampton today issued its first fine for not wearing a mask. Now so it's been on the books for really? you know a couple of months now. Really? And they find somebody three three hundred dollars, a shopkeeper Ouch. for not wearing a mask. So they're starting to to push that and they're not discriminating it's for everyone. So I thought that's very interesting. We have a very strong, I, f- I forget her name. I should know the name of our um, health department director, but um, I think her first name is Meredith. So I apologize for not knowing her last name, but she's a very strong on the enforcement adventure. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Cause it's, you know, it's really important. And um, you know, they just, I think they waited and, you know, sort of let everybody get, their practice in order. And then, you know, i are going to start going after the outliers. So it's, um, and I don't know that other cities or towns are doing it. That's the first one I've heard of. So.
2: Well, it makes like sense. Said, not, sadly, not
0: discriminatory. Well, but that means that in Northampton, the poll workers and the people who go to the polls will have to wear masks, but in other States, they're actually, they're fighting it. It's sort of, I mean, it's yeah. remarkable.
2: Yep, it's yep. There are many reforms that we have to implement as a nation, as a as a one big collective to deal with many sort of systemic problems nope. that you know, like any one particular one isn't so bad, but they're all ramifying right now. Like problems with the yeah. uh, with the system of electoral col- of the electoral college and problems with having each state handle their elections differently and uh you know, not just the actual administering of the elections, but how pe- who can register and who can vote and all kinds of stuff like can, that.
0: Can you carry guns into a poll in Michigan? Yes, you can. <laughs> I don't think you out. can in Massachusetts. And uh, you can't even carry a gun without a very special permit in mass. But um, yeah. Yeah, we're at least open openly carry right? state. Yeah. Michigan is an open carry. And so the secretary of state in Michigan said, look, uh, polls are like schools and churches. People should not be intimidated in there. We don't need no weapons. And it's uh, I think the court just overturned her or him. I don't know whether the secretary. Yeah. And it's you know, can you think about that with all the malicious stuff and trying to, you know, kidnap the governor of Michigan? You go to a poll and there's a bunch of, you know, sort of guys with guns. So stand back
2: around. and stand by. Yeah, part yeah. of part of what I find so personally frustrating about sort of the 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 hardcore right wingers who are very into gun rights and and sort of the culture of gun ownership is that uh, the refusal to acknowledge the simple truth that carrying around a gun, I mean especially a long arm, but even a, just a holstered pistol at your waist, uh, is intimidating. It is. Uh, a a subtle statement, sometimes not so subtle statement that uh, violence is a possibility here. And there's no clear easy way to tell like someone who's, you know, just a just a perfectly ordinary person who, for whatever reason, has a gun on their person and someone who's planning to, you know, start mayhem. And even
0: even if it looked like a cowboy.
2: Well, if it looked especially. like a cowboy i <laughs> especially if it looks like a cowboy especially yeah. good to
0: know especially if you're indian and it looks like a cowboy okay well, fair enough if
2: yeah. it looked like kurt russell in tombstone i mean that'd be that'd be a whole other thing but you know yeah. so yeah yeah so it's just, like it, it's i think it's just the sheer disingenuousness and- of it you know the I, the I like be straightforward do... and say yes, I am carrying a gun, <laughs> and I know it's scary because why do I need a shotgun when I go to the McDonald's? But yeah. anyway, sorry Sue, you were to
0: the to the post. I was just saying right, I was going to yeah. say Sharon Stone in The Quick and the Dead was pretty good as a cowboy. So
2: oh, anyway. you know I <laughs> forgot that movie. That was crazy. <laughs> oh anyway, yeah, but yeah, she uh, was. Yeah, she was. She was very. Well, appealing. we kn- we do know that. Uh,
1: the Trump campaign has been trying to well, – had a website like trying to recruit quote-unquote poll watchers. So yeah. to make sure that nothing had, nothing was happening, nothing bad was happening at the polls. So – and then you can go to an open carry state. So they can – people can yep. just hang around and make sure the polls are OK. Like that's nice
0: yeah I guess. Well, what do you say about electioneering versus voter intimidation? It's you know those are two things that are in different states. there's actually some different laws around the voter intimidation side. Like in some states, I could go into a poll place and question a voter just as a private citizen. I could question it. whereas in other states, they would throw me out of there. in Massachusetts, the police would come over and tell me to stop bothering people. But in other states, there's a there's a right of uh, voters to to question whether somebody's a valid citizen. All that it's 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 so different. I mean, the states are so different in their belief systems.
2: So. Yeah, and th- yeah, just the idea that like i have just at random can question somebody. You know, it's like, yeah. how, why, how do I have the authority to question another citizen in that way? I mean, if yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, I think there might be something weird going on, I can understand like, well, talk to the poll worker because they're supposed to keep an eye on things like that. They've been tasked yeah, they to can, do that, but.
0: They can you know. choose to do something or choose not to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very different. And that's, can you imagine if they had a gun on them too, or they were, oh, you sure. know, sort of questioning? Yeah, it's, um, never mind. they'd intimidate the poll workers too. Right. So. And such a protected right it is that we have for right. for voting. I'm going to be so glad well, that the turnout's going to be huge for change.
2: Yeah, I, I, that that is good. Well, and of course, it is worth noting uh, uh, again there is no specifically enumerated right to cast a vote in the Constitution. I think that's something we should change. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean we're we're, we're allowed to. Uh, we have a lot of rights. It's not in the Bill of Rights anywhere that says we have a you know one person one vote. So I think that's something that needs to be updated. But whatever, you know, like we can worry about that. For the people,
0: yeah. for the people, by the you know, never mind.
2: <laughs> uh, that's the Gettysburg Address. You know, uh, <laughs> a, a high point of the Republican Party and really of American politics. But yeah, I kind of like Dyke, so we'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah, sure. But I'm just saying, you know, there's a reason why many people rank Abraham Lincoln as the best U.S. president. Um, yeah, because they, yeah. it's because
1: they were taught that in school. Yes, yeah. that's yes. that's why that 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 is the reason. It's because I mean that they were taught that it, it it's they were because they were taught about Abraham Lincoln. They were taught about uh, George Washington, and that's it. Well, they yeah. and they
2: weren't taught everything about Lincoln. I mean, certainly. The fact that he
1: was a racist? No, uh, yeah. sure.
2: Well, I, I actually <laughs> I learned that in school, but um, but also just the uh, the continued sort of violent colonization of the Americas and the 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 murder of the uh, the indigenous peoples continued merrily under Abraham Lincoln. So like, there's that. Yeah. But, Wait, they taught you that Lincoln was a racist in grade school? Not in grade school. Uh, that was in. Might Fini- have been junior school, high. I I certainly
0: went to uh
2: effectively yes actually they did cover that extensively at phillips academy where i went yes yeah actually. sorry that was no no dangerous. no it's... <laughs> the the the, the, sh- the, the cordovan fits so i shall slip it on yeah.
0: well if you're female it's a finishing school but if you're male it's a you know private it's a prep, prep school, prep school. yeah
2: i i'm 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 perfectly fine with calling it a finishing school that's fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that. So, but yeah, what a what a interesting time we live in. This has just been intense and it's going to be really intense I think through the um through the election and and probably those period between, you know, November and January when we get whoever the president is is going to be, you know, just raucous.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, January we're going to get a new president no matter what.
2: That's yep. that's it. Yeah, the, the term the, the terms the new term starts at noon on January twentieth, and we will also have a new Congress. That That's right. is also yes. unstoppable, and that happens on January third. That's right. I think it's kind of interesting they're staggered that way.
1: Well, the Congress has to uh, the Congress has to accept the the, record, the electoral the, college vote. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. The new and, Congress, they, yeah. and there has to be some, some sort of uh, leeway because Community. if something happens yep. between now and then, the Congress has to vote on what to do. So, yeah. Uh, you
2: know. Our our founders were brilliant. Admit it. <laughs> eh, they, they made some good decisions and some bad ones. But we are uh, at the point of the show where we should probably start uh, wrapping it up here. So, uh, yeah, so... Go out and vote if you haven't already. Uh, You know, it's not too late to do a little campaigning for the candidates and causes you prefer, which I hope agree with mine. Um, And, uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, I should just mention, in a couple of weeks here on Valley Free Radio, we'll be doing our uh, our annual fund drive. So uh, we hope you'll be able to support us when that comes around, November 8th to the 14th. That's right. Tuesday Tuesday night. night. We
1: are having our... uh, Live election coverage, so
2: don't forget, join starting us. at 9 p.m. Eastern, which is about an hour after the polls close in Massachusetts. That's correct, right? And they open at 7 a.m. that day, so I think so, a lot of time. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. We've got a great mix of music coming up next with Subculture, followed by uh, Table of Contents, and then OK Asia. So thank you for listening. We'll be back with more after the election. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.